What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David Sinclair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the Sinclair Speaks show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David Sinclair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the Sinclair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the Sinclair Speaks Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast. I'm your host, Yahavi St. Clair, and we are sitting here with another incredible guest. I have the honor to introduce Jasmine Tucker, coach, author, serial entrepreneur of the Bad Academy. She went behind the chair to owning the building and being the brand and the business mogul that she is today. Without further ado, Jasmine. Floor is yours. Thank you for joining the Sinclair Speaks Your Podcast. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I am, well, my birth name is Jasmine Tucker. My industry name is Jasmine Bed. I started off as a hairstylist. Um, I've been a salon owner for 10 years. We're going on 11. And last year, during the beginning of the pandemic, I retired from behind the chair. I became a self-published author, writing my first book titled 30 Years of Love in 30 Days. I had written this book just out of grieving. I was grieving on social media and people were like, this is so intriguing. Like, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I literally wrote the book within a month. So I became an author. After becoming an author, I started my journey with business coaching and creating my society called Bad, Baddies with Bands, a society for which originally started for beauty industry entrepreneurs, but it's open to all entrepreneurs now and also just all females. It's a safe space for us all to network, to get along with each other and just uh, empower one another. Um, on top of that, I created the Creative Campaign Planner, which is a planner to help entrepreneurs create creative marketing campaigns for their businesses online. That is another avenue that I am in. I am really into marketing on social media. I get really creative. So that's another one of my my fields. And I have been. So, no, you're good. You're good. So let's <laughs> let I want to, you know, it's crazy because I, I need to catch my audience up with uh, the connection and how we met because we met off a of clubhouse. So I feel like I have to kind of like do some reverse engineering on my side as a podcast host here because I I kind of know a little bit more about your backstory and a little bit more in depth. So the reason why I invited you on this podcast is number one, I think what you're doing is dope. Your brand is really dope and your story is really dope. Um, how you became an author and how all that kind of like transpired for you. So let's catch let's catch the audience up here. So what kind of sparked that story for you to become a writer and the influence that you are now? Okay, so in 2015, I had um, I had just got out of like this horrible relationship. The relationship was um, very toxic and I had lost my confidence in everything just from that relationship. And I started dating someone after that. 
And I literally had only known him for 30 days. And he really changed my whole perspective on love. Um, he helped build up my confidence and everything. It just, it ended tragically. He ended up getting killed. So when he died, I wanted to, it was almost like I wasn't allowed to grieve him because people didn't believe that you can meet someone so soon and they could have a major impact on your life and they could really love you and you could really love them. So I was kind of quiet about it for years and kept my grieving to myself. Well, I really didn't grieve at all. I just tried to really move past it. But um, during a pandemic, I woke up one morning. Well, literally every year I can, before the date comes, I know and can feel when I met him. So I was talking to his mom that one morning and she was just like, I was like, you know, today I looked at the, um, my memories and it came up. It was our first date. I was like, today is our first date. You know, is it okay if I post? And she was like, yeah, just, she was like, matter of fact, post everything. Just go ahead. So from the first date on every day I would post, but I would post at nighttime because I was more comfortable. I felt like everybody was asleep. So it was just me grieving and just telling some of the story and people were really into it. They was like, oh my God, like you should write a book. You should write a book. Like I wait up every night for you to post this. I wait up every night. So I was like, all right, I, I prayed to God, like, God, is this something you want me to do? Should I write a book? Like, you got to send me one more confirmation. And the following day I woke up, another girl was like, please write a book. Like, this is really good. It makes me feel like I'm right there. So that's how I ended up writing a book. So you have you have more of a story that kind of like influence where you're at right now, right? So, you know, you meet someone, you know, you fall in love, right? And it doesn't, I don't say it doesn't, but like there's this, there's this tragic ending, which creates the whole story. And like, I kind of heard you say this, and I think this was like the first day we met and it was via Clubhouse. And you said something, and it was in a really small room and you're like, I, I was thinking if that would have never happened, would me being an author would have never happened. And you said something like that, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you still feel that way now or it's like, you have like peace I, with it? Um, what's crazy is that me writing that book put me at peace with that whole situation. I'm able to let him rest now. And I'm, I feel like I was set free. But I do feel like if that would have never, ha I'm not going to say I would have never became an author. I don't think I would have became an author so soon. Because when I was going through that situation, which is going to be a follow-up book, um, I just felt like, God, why is all this stuff happening to me? Like, what, what is wrong? Like, what's going on? But now looking, um, now, now looking back, <clears throat> I see that it all had to happen the way that it happened. Like, right. So, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about you know, like your brand and like this, the power push of female empowerment and what you're doing now and how that kind of changes the game. So, before we dive into the whole Jasmine Bad Academy, I kind of want to talk about. Um, I kind of want to talk about, you know, 
you like what what got you to the point of okay the hair industry this is the route i want to go i want tell us a little bit more about jasmine prior to you being behind the chair before you left that moment of not being behind the chair anymore okay so hair was kind of always something i was into mm -hmm. um let me say i kind of i kind of really took my hair career seriously on accident too. Mm -hmm. um, I originally wanted to be a fashion designer. That was mm -hmm. what I originally wanted to do, but my mom would not let me go to college out of state. So I had told her, well, if you're not letting me go to college out of state, then I'm not going at all. So I was like, well, I'm good at doing hair. Maybe I should just go to hair school. So I ended up going to hair school and I kind of fell in love with it. So I wrote with it after that. That's how I started doing hair. And I ended up getting my salon at 21 because I started, I was doing hair in my mom's basement and people were coming from everywhere. And I'm from Maryland. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. People were coming from New York. They were coming from Delaware, Virginia, and it was just my mom was getting nervous. Like you're in the house by yourself during the daytime. You know, it's time for you to get a salon. And she had to constantly get the steps fixed in the basement because it was so much traffic. One this one step kept breaking. So that's how I ended up getting my first salon. It was I was kind of pushed and forced into it by my clientele growing. So through your so through your clientele growing and like you know you said you kind of like stumbled upon it and would you would your your whole that's what that's what what's pretty interesting with your story you, I don't want to say your whole your story your success is not an accident that's number one right success is not an accident we understand that success leaves clues but we also understand that those things that happen to us has the largest ripple effect right. Like you had a significant other, you guys met, you connected, then tragic events happen. He's no longer here. That kind of like transpired and inspired you to write this book. Now it's like, okay, the hair industry, it's kind of like the same thing. It, like, like you said, it kind of like just happened. Then also, you know, you mentioned this in Clubhouse and this is me catching up the audience. You know, someone said, uh, even you said it, I don't have to wait till the age of 60 to retire. I don't have to retire behind a chair, right? I'm 30. I don't want to say your age, right? I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an ex, like I, I'm a certain age. I don't have, there's no limit on what age I want to retire, right? And you decided to kind of like shift yourself out of that and go to this next level. So tell us a little bit more on what, what made you say, okay, this is the, this is the moment where I'm going to pivot. This is the moment where I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go about it the way Jasmine wants to go about it. So I actually, the year, the year that he passed away, which was 2015, is also the year I wanted to retire, but I don't feel like I was mature enough yet. I don't, and I also didn't feel like I was financially ready to retire yet. So when the pandemic hit, cause I was like, if once I retire, what else am I going to do? And I, 2015, I wasn't even into marketing, especially like online marketing yet. Like I was, I was doing it, but I didn't know what I was really doing. 
So it kind of came natural, but I didn't really get into it, get into it to like, what was that, like 2017, 2018. And then once the pandemic hit, it was to me like, God said, you said you want to retire. Now you better show me what you got. So I had to figure out ways to really pivot and push my business online. So once I wrote the book, after that, it was like a breeze. It was like that. I, I really, I'm really happy that I wrote that book because I believe it made me more relatable to people because I wasn't so open. I would, I was transparent, but when it came to like love and dating, I didn't talk about that on social media. So I think once I touched on that, it just like opened the gate to, you know, people started really like liking me and loving me and people like different states everywhere. So it was just like, oh, wow, this 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 book opened the gates for my coaching business, my community, everything. So I believe it had to be written. And I also believe that I had to, me being a hairstylist was to teach me how to run a business because I needed a business background and I needed somewhere to start and to learn all my mistakes. So, so let's, uh, I want to dive into this because it's, it's interesting that you bring this up and I want to know what would you say is the most three in your opinion, of course, what are the three most important things people should know about your industry from your experience? What are, what are the three first things that come to mind? You would say. Okay, which industry? You talking about the um the beauty, oh, beauty industry? industry? Yeah. Um the 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 most important thing I think that anyone that's interested in getting into beauty industry or in the beauty industry should understand that. Hey, I'm Jasmine Bag, serial entrepreneur and CEO of Baggies with Bands. This year, I'm offering Bags Academy, our membership program to help entrepreneurs advance in their business. Every month, you will receive three courses along with three activity sheets and access to our success hall. In the success hall, you'll have an opportunity to network with other female entrepreneurs along with myself, get advice, build friendships, and more. And on top of that, you get a one-hour masterclass with me to pick my brain and ask me whatever you would like about your business. Now, for a limited time only, this is $47. The membership will go up very soon. So, join the Academy. We're waiting for you. Being in the beauty industry, you are running a business. Don't run it like it's a hobby. Mm. Really understand that this, this is a business because some people don't even know. And that's another reason I actually got into coaching. Sorry, my nail hit the table. That's another reason I actually got into coaching because there are so many people that didn't know like a salon can get funding. They didn't know a lot of that. Um, a salon can build business credit. Like mm-hmm. I, a lot of them didn't know, and myself included, until I had to file bankruptcy, that you're supposed to file your taxes. Like everybody thinks, oh, y'all get untaxed money. No, this money gets taxed, and you're going to get taxed quarterly, or you're going to get taxed at the end of the year. But it's your option. But you're going to get taxed. Like it's a lot of things. I feel, especially in um black and brown communities that they don't really know about the beauty industry. So 
once I started learning all that and applying it to my own life, I was like, dang, I got to teach this. Like, I got to help other, you know, stylists because your business needs to be structured well in order for you to eventually retire. Because I knew I knew when I first started that I wasn't going to do it forever. I knew that. I just didn't know what was my next avenue, but I knew I didn't. I was like, I don't want to be, you know, no offense to anybody. Like, I don't want to be 40 and 50 behind a chair because now you're competing with the younger generation. Right. And I'm I'm 31. So I was just like, yeah, I'm pushing. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't too far from 40, so I need to, <laughs> you know, need to get out. So I was thinking about that in my 20s. Right. So, yeah, that's that's uh, the main that's that's the the one reason I feel like that I think that's one thing that people really need to know about the beauty industry. Like it's a business. Oh yeah. It's a billion dollar industry at the same time. It's a, it's a billion dollar industry. Um I, I definitely it's pretty interesting. It's very interesting. I think it was my first day on Clubhouse. Um, I was talking to someone in, in the beauty industry and it was in a really small room. And you heard me say this so many times the small rooms have the most gems or the most valuable. And um, just talking, I, I've noticed, I'm like, yo, I kept meeting a lot of people in the beauty industry, in the beauty industry. And, um, you know, they want to connect with these vendors and they need to kind of like get these direct contacts so they could pretty much just not even white label sell the products, but the products, the services. And as you said, it, it, you know, to structure that as a business, now you got to rent out chairs. You could do so, so much various different things. It's a billion dollar industry. Not to mention, you don't even have to have the brick and mortar. You could have the online business itself. So, I mean, I, I, I do want to ask you about, you know, uh, the Bad Academy and everything that you have to offer and, and all the stuff that you're going to be educating on, um, you know, uh, anyone that's interested in getting involved. But to kind of like backstep, like, how do you get, how do you get started? How does, um, a young female. So kind of like coach us through this. How do you get started? If you if you were you, what would you what would be the first three things you would do right now if you didn't have your background and experience? The first thing in today's society, because remember when I started, that was 10 different. Years ago, right? Different. So it was super different. <laughs> and um being an entrepreneur wasn't a very popular thing when I started. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if I was to get started now, me personally, I would find someone who is in the industry that I want to be in and find out if they could coach me, you know, and just make sure this person is really credible. They have a good background in, in this industry. They've made mistakes that I can learn from. Because also in my journey, I have not only learned from my mistakes, but I learned from other people's mistakes as well. Like, that's always been a big thing for me. So that's the first thing I would do. And I will also do my research. Definitely do my research in general about the industry. Oh, it's dope. I mean, I, it's it's interesting that one of the first things you mentioned is coaching, Right. You, you, I, you know, I heard a little bit more on your story. I mean, you could definitely share your, uh, your, your, your uh, experience on coaching. Um, but yeah, you, you know, product of coaching myself as well. You know, I believe in it. And that's the first thing that you push because with coaching comes experience, right? Experience is the best teacher of all. I strongly believe when you meet one person, you meet thousands of people, right? So when I'm talking to you, I'm also talking to the thousands of people that you've encountered since your lifetime. 
So tell us a little bit more on, you know, your experiencing with coaching. Uh, what type of coach can you look for? You know, you mentioned credibility, but does someone have to have the credentials as you do to, to be that kind of coach that uh, 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 someone in your industry wants to pretty much just look after and, and you get in contact with? Well, I've had... I've had bad experiences and I've had good experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say you have to make sure the person is credible and you have to make sure that they want, understand your industry, possibly been in your industry or just understand how to build a business. It's not when you're starting a business It's not really different when it comes to different businesses. It's not. Oh, excuse me, but I do believe it's better when you find someone that has a similar background to yours. I think I messed up when I hired my very first coach because I didn't get into her background so much. I got caught up in what she was showing. Mm. And what she was showing was the nice cars, the nice clothes, and things like that. So... Mm -hmm. That's what I got caught up in instead of saying, like, who have you helped? Like, what have you done? Um, Like, can I see your results? Right. You know, can I see some testimonials? Can I even, mm -hmm. you know, contact these people and talk to them myself? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think that was my first mistake when hiring um, my first coach. Now, after Thanks. that, I've got more into looking at people reviews, um, seeing who they've actually worked with, who they've actually helped and, you know, taking a, ch taking a chance and buying their products. And just so happened the people that I've done more research on were people that actually I benefited from and actually, you know, learned a lot from. So I always say, do your research on a person, but you definitely need a coach. And even with my bad experience with a coach, I still learned something from that lesson. I still, I definitely learned not to take people at face value or what they're just showing. So, I and I learned what not to do as a coach. So, it was it was needed. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like as you mentioned. Um, definitely doing the due diligence and not even taking people at just face value, but yeah, just like looking at, okay, what lives have you impacted? Who have you helped? People want to see the proof, right? And um, yeah, people want to see that. So in your industry, we, I mean, we don't, we, we don't, not only we don't see that often, but we don't see someone doing what you're doing, right? So you have, you have this ebook, you have these courses, and you're kind of like you're, you're walking people through it. Give us a little bit more backstory on that. And what are some things that we can look forward to and the courses and, and the things that you have to offer? Okay, so Bad Academy, I, I actually started that the beginning of the year. I started January. We now have 23 members. And with Bad Academy, I created this academy because I want to help entrepreneurs open their mind not only learn branding and marketing, but knowing how to structure your business, knowing how to build business credit, um, 
how to get funding for your business, how to save money, how to make money, all that. This is what this academy is about. And I just take in all my knowledge and I broke it down into smaller pieces so it's more they can understand it more. Um, our first the first month when you start off with Bad Academy, I start with branding and I break branding down like when I say so small, I break it down like how you would teach children things like, okay, if we're doing the alphabet, we're going to start with the first four letters and then we're going to work on the next four. So I break it down to make it super easy for them to understand branding. Because I notice sometimes when you put one course together, like one subject, um, sometimes people be like, okay, I get it, but could you elaborate more on this? So that's just what I did. We start out with brand identity then I go into how to brand. Then I go in what you're going to use to brand. So everybody that's in the academy, like, you know, I'm really happy that you broke branding down like that because now I know what brand, what my brand colors represent and everything like that. So that's exactly what Bad Academy is. I just want all these entrepreneurs to understand each subject and are able to really execute it and use it in their business. So let's kind of dive into this. How has your brand and your business not only impacted your life, but how has it impacted the lives of the, you know, the people that you're coaching, the lives that you're influencing? Wow. When I say I can't name one person that I didn't impact. And like, that's not me being cocky. That's not me bragging. But when I gave my, my very first class was called the secrets to salon success. I did that last January. And just to see um, the young ladies that attended that class, it was like 10. It was my first class. And everybody there was kind of shy. You know, and it was, it was a live in-person class. They were so shocked at how I had it decorated. I had it. It was decorated so nice, like a nice baby shower. Like it was, I had nice candles set up. I had the big chair that I sat in. Their chairs was decorated really nicely. It looked like a, a nice dinner. And I had food and everything. And he was like, I wasn't expecting this. And once I started teaching, they were like, I did not expect to get all of this for $147. And I'm like, well, that's me. Mm-hmm. I always, one, one thing about me, I'm always going to over deliver. And I think that's what sets me apart in my industry and just, in the coaching business period, because I always make sure that I'm giving you what you need. Now you stamped, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but she's <laughs> like, I heard you speak. So it's, it's crazy because I heard you speak so many times on clubhouse. And it's like, I, every time we talk, like, i like, we're always in the same rooms and it's been like that since jump. And I hear when you say you over deliver, like she's not exaggerating. Like she's, she's certified. Like <laughs> I hear the things that you do for people. And not only that, I pay attention to like how how people talk about you, how people rant and rave about you. And when you hear that, I'm like, oh, man, I, I definitely need to get you on my podcast. Because as you say, you over deliver, you actually do. And I've heard the testimonials, too. So I'm sorry. Go ahead and carry <laughs> on. That's what I mean. <laughs> and mm-hmm. one thing about the baddies, they ride for me. And it's it's a beautiful feeling to finally, because everyone that I coach has become a friend to me in business. In some type of way, they have become my friend, my sister. And 
I just love, and I didn't even realize how much I impacted their business until after I see them after they finish um, the Secrets to Salon Success class, the first set of girls. Mm-hmm. The following week, when I say I was looking at their pages, like they were coming down my timeline and I was like, oh my God. Like I was just loving mm-hmm. how they were already implementing everything that I taught them. They were really going in and going hard. And even if my, my last, uh, the last boot camp I did was called um, Bad Success Formula. And mm-hmm. the young ladies in that class, just to see their confidence in all, um, especially one of my students, um, her name is Tyra, and she came became one of my good friends now. I be having to tell her sometimes, I'd be like, Tyra, relax. You know you like the stationary goat, right? Like, I have to remind her. She'd be like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I said, you just told, she told us one day, she said, y'all, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. She was like, I just made $100. It may not be a lot to anybody, but I'm really trying my hardest over here. I said, you made a hundred dollars before 12 o'clock. Did you just hear what you said? Like, let me put in another perspective so you can hear what you said. I said, you made a hundred dollars before 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I said, Tyra, you're doing well. I was like, you know, relax, relax. And they are doing so good. And I, what I know what I noticed that this this has happened with a lot of coaches. I've noticed we tend to think what we know is just like an everyday thing. Or how I'm gonna teach this? Everybody knows this. When all actuality is just what we know. We're used to it, but other people aren't. So me teaching them that and it's totally changing their business. In return, they really ride for me. And like like you've heard them, your hobby like. They'll be in the clubhouse rooms. Even if you come on my live, when I go live, they they're like they're like bodyguards a little bit. <laughs> um, they don't play about me giving away things for free. Um, if anybody's asking me like a really elaborate question on my live that will I would have to give like a consultation or something, before I can even answer that in the comments, like you can go on her book down button and you know get a consultation or you can join Bad Academy. When they really ride for me and they told me I they actually are the people that told me I had to raise my price. People that were already paying me. That I they like, you need to raise your prices. So you are def- the people who lives I impacted, they definitely you'll definitely find out about them. You'll see them everywhere. Whether it's Clubhouse, whether it's Instagram, Facebook. The power impact. The yes, power you'll, impact. you'll see you'll see them everywhere all the time. Like all the time, you if you want to talk to them and ask them their personal review, they're going to give it to you. Sometimes they give it without even asking. So, right, I, I you're right. When I I do over I over deliver, and I'm no, nah, you okay know, no, nah, you, it, it's it's, it's impact. It's in, it, it, no, it, it's not even about just. It's more than just being okay with it. It's just who you are. You're an influential person, right? You're an impactful person. Um, whatever you do, people are going to flock to you, right? So your, your, your whole vibe creates that tribe and community. So that's, that's dope. So again, I tip my hat to you because again, what you're doing in the industry is dope. You're not only, you not only went from behind the chair, but you're actually teaching that too, right? You're not just, you're not being selfish with the information that, that you've learned from your past experience. You're implementing it 
you're coaching it, you're teaching it. So how have you been able to stay innovative during uh, a pandemic, right? I mean, look, you, you, you got caught up in the storm too, just like everyone else. But with social distancing and, you know, people having to wear masks, how, how has your brand and your business kind of pivot and, and, and stayed above flow? How have you managed to adjust? I've managed to adjust because I wanted to be more online. So I just really started getting more into creating my digital products. And I was like, dang, I can't do my in-person class anymore. So we're going to just go ahead and make this an online thing. And it actually started working for me. So that's just pretty much how I pivoted. I made, I created more digital products, more digital experiences. Um, and once COVID dies down, I actually have, I already planned them, you know, in-person events. And if we are still dealing with COVID the rest of this year, I'll just have to put in certain restrictions because it's some things, because I know with COVID and us being in the house a lot, it is weighing on everybody, myself included. Um, it, it gets overwhelming. You've been within the same four walls all the time. So, and I always like to, I like to talk from experience. So even if it's something I'm going on within that week, within that day, I find it to be very therapeutic to even just go live about it or do a clubhouse room or, you know, because I always believe it's something I'm experiencing this for a reason. And somebody could be going through a similar situation and they need to know that they're not alone. So for me, pivoting was just showing up more online. No, I mean, look, it's it. Um, what a power, what a powerful time to pivot, especially with Clubhouse. If without Clubhouse, me and you don't meet. And I swear when I say the connection that connection was just so organic and clubhouse has just been like, it's like, it literally changed everything. It changed everything. And you're like, it's, it's beautiful to see because you're forming, you're literally forming your community on clubhouse, right? I came a part of your community because of clubhouse and vice right. versa. So it's like, it's, it's just crazy. I think it was like, we were in a room. I think shout out to Carla Jones and we were in her room and she was talking about click funnels and um, we was talking about Facebook ad marketing and just like it, it literally, it was just so crazy how much I've learned from that one experience in Carla Jones's room, then the people that I met in the room as well, then from there to snowball, then I seen the value of Clubhouse and I'm like, okay, you could do, you could go anywhere from here, right? But what I see you do is you do these rooms, right? But you also have, like you said, your your baddies pretty much go to bat for you, right? The, these women, these women are. If Jasmine has a room open, they're there. If they're not jumping on the stage, they're there in the crowd, right? They're listening, and they're always there to support you. You're never likely to start a room and you're the only person there. True. Like they, that's that's like an unspoken thing within the whole baddie community. Like if you, yeah. we we always say if anybody's going live let us know like ahead yeah. of time go ahead put it in a facebook group hey i'm going live this time i'm having a clubhouse from this time let us know because one thing or i'm doing a sale anything that they do i'm relaunching thing we're reposting we're we do that for 
they don't just do it for me. We do it for everybody right. in the community. And I, I really love that because this is my first time really having um, women who are in business that are my friends as well that are building each other up and supporting each other. Like, I tell them all the time, before I go outside and look for anything, I look within y'all first. Mm. I don't have, I don't, we got a, we got a photographer. Mm. Um, we have an event decorator. We have stationery, other authors, other beauty industry entrepreneurs, whether they sell hair, do hair, lashes. We have a nail tech now. We literally have it all. So before I go outside, I look inside like, okay, what's what's going on in here? What we have here, makeup artists, everything. We we literally have a community of people where we can help each other before we go outside and say, oh, let me find somebody else. And the good thing about it is they can trust each other because they know they all were taught the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's like mm -hmm. your business is credible. I already know. So I, I can support you. Right. So let's dive into it. I want to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly in the beauty industry. Okay. So as I say that, I want you to just take it away. What, what What's the good, the bad, the ugly in the beauty industry? The good in the beauty industry is just the beauty. That That's the good. Like, making women look and feel good and helping someone build their confidence just by uh, maybe changing their hair color or, you know, enhancing their eyebrows or their lashes. or And even the most beautiful part I loved about being behind a chair was literally being, you're like a therapist and you're like their, their good girlfriend and their best friend and they confide in you and they want your advice. So that was, also something I loved about being behind the chair because I kind of started my woman empowerment journey there, you know, building my clients up and, you know, and when they're in certain situations, I always tell them, I, I'm not going to give you a biased opinion. I'm always going to get, I'm, you know, I'm just going to tell you like it is. And everybody always respected my advice or used my advice of like, you know, I, I need your help with this. And, and I just love that part of being in the beauty industry because you can touch so many women's lives. I've had, Women come to me for the first time and literally, you know, like bust out crying because they could have been through something traumatic, like domestic violence that somehow impacted their hair. And I'm like, you know, relax. It's OK. Giving them hugs, you know, talking to them, talking them through the process and telling them what I can do for them. And afterwards, they love their hair and they're just like all happy again. That's the beautiful part of the industry. Just, you know, building another sister. up. I love that part of the beauty industry. Now the bed, the bed I would say is everyone doesn't respect your time and they literally think that all you are is a hairstylist. So all you do is you're just a nail tech or you're just a lash tech and that's all you want to do when outside of that you actually want to live your own life as well. That's the bed. The ugly is it gets, it can get competitive and um, I don't know if this is just in my city, but I've noticed in my city, if you're not doing with what everyone else is doing and it could be something wrong, um, you're labeled as like, who do you think you are? Why? Like, what makes you better? Like, why do you think you're better? I remember when I first started 
taking deposits. I was like one of the first stylists in my city to take deposits for my appointment. And other stylists were like literally bashing me and like were upset. Like, why are you taking deposits? Telling me, you don't have to do that with me. And, and I had to explain to them, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm better than anybody, but my time matters. And, you know, somebody booking an appointment with me, I could have been doing something else. Or I could have gave someone else that spot. So, yes, clients have to put a deposit down with me. So once people started seeing that it was working for me and they got tired of people playing with their time, then they wanted to do it as well. So that's really like the ugly side of the beauty industry. It can, yeah, it it gets kind of competitive and a lot of jealousy. And that's another reason I, that was my original reason for creating baddies with bands. I used to go to this event. Um, she's actually one of, you know, like one of my good friends, her name is Misha and she has a, a group called chicks with checks and she's a nurse and it was like her nurse community. And I was literally going to her events and I would be the only hairstylist there with a bunch of nurses. And I was like, we need this in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started baddies with bands. And, um, it started out just for being for beauty industry, but I've touched so many different entrepreneurs. Way it's crazy because I would think it would be more beauty industry entrepreneurs in my community, but it's not. So uh-huh. that's another reason why I kind of I tell everybody I don't. That's my niche, you can say. Like I'm very uh-huh. good at running a beauty business and things like that, but that's not my total focus anymore because I'm helping way more entrepreneurs in different avenues than just the beauty industry. So let me ask you this, because I know you're kind of like, you're, you're, you, you transitioned more to, um, you know, of course, you know, you're the teacher, you're the student at the same time, you're also the educator. So where do you see, where do you see your industry going in the next 10 years? Where do you see this industry? industry? Do you see it the same? Do you see a little bit more innovation online? Um, do you see, do you see that actual, um, that brick and mortar kind of, do you see that going away because of COVID in the next 10 years? Or do you see that kind of like enhancing or a little like pop-up shops kind of a thing? Um, I'm trying to, my perspective kind of changes daily. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe the beauty industry itself it's already taken a hit because of COVID, but I really right. think it's going to take a major hit within the next couple of years, honestly. Why so? Um, because one, the things that are fed right now are not necessarily always healthy for the hair. Mm. Like this whole lace thing, this, this, the front lace, the frontals and all that people aren't realizing when it's done, it can look nice, but some people aren't removing it properly and things like that. So people are losing hair behind these wigs, right. all this glue. And the problem is there's now a shortage on lace mm. because of COVID. One of the ports that has the lace does not is not open. So it's a shortage on, on lace, which means eventually there may not be any. Mm. So which means what are women going to do to have this permanent damage now to their edges or whatever the case is going to cause chaos. There's either going to be a lot of lawsuits 
there's going to be a lot of salons closing down. There's going to be, I feel like it's going to be a lot of chaos because, and a lot of people who are hairstylists have not been to cosmetology school and they don't, they, I don't see the importance of it. Yes, cosmetology school doesn't necessarily teach you talent, but it gives mm -hmm. you knowledge. Mm. Cosmetology school, we had to learn anatomy and physiology. You have to learn diseases, disorders, everything because there's so many different diseases and disorders that affect the hair, affect the your nails and all that. So it's things you need to know. And some things are contagious. You need to be able to spot that before you contaminate everybody. So right. no. I, I feel no. like because people are not taking that part seriously, it's another reason that it's going to cause the hair industry to take a hit. Now, what I can say is, God prepared me for the pandemic before I even start retiring. A year, mm. a year before COVID or anything, I had already started changing the way I did hair, the way I ran my salon. I had, I don't know, one day I just was like, oh, I got to change the experience. I did like a poll on my Instagram, like uh, I was asking them, what is your favorite part about being in a salon? What's your least favorite part? Mm -hmm. And everybody was saying like their favorite part was, you know, how the hair look. That was their favorite part. And their least favorite part was the wait time. <coughs> Excuse me. The wait time. And they said some stylist attitude. So mm. <laughs> I was going off of these things. I was like, okay, I'm changing. It's not going to be a wait. And I was like, what do you prefer more? I'm like, this or that. So I'm asking them different things. Because I noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, I noticed that doing bonded weaves and glue-ins were like my headache service. So I was like, I'm up in the price on those because people don't want to wait out of the dryer and all that. So if it's a higher cost, that means people are less likely to book it. And anybody that really wants it will sit through the process. So I was like, and also the waiting time of waiting to get your hair done. I changed mine up to where you would literally be the only person in my chair and there for me. And you will only see the next person in passing. Like if you're leaving out and they're coming in. So I was already mm -hmm. taking one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And you got a, a complimentary consultation before your appointment. So I changed the way I was doing things. And that alone, people were like, you're not doing as many people in a day anymore. And I was like, it's not about me getting so much money. It's about longevity. And mm -hmm. I was like, and me being booked up and I only had five people, I'm not stressing myself out. I'm not overworking myself. And it's really making me like a need for people. Like, they she booked up, so I got I gotta get in. Like I gotta hurry up in get in so it worked and i would put enough at least 15 minutes before and 15 minutes after each appointment just to space it out more and the timing was like crazy i would have a weave i probably would block out at least like three hours you, you know like you are you have um I, like i see what you did there and I, and I like what you did because what you did it's like yo at the end of the day if you're a person of value people are gonna pay for you people already know you based off repetition um the repetition 
your reputation. I'm thinking about exercise, I'm sorry. People know you based on what you've already done for them in the past and the, the demand on getting in your chair. They know how hard that is now. They're willing to pay whatever the price you, you gonna up that price or we gonna pay that, right? They know how hard it is. Oh, you gotta wait till next month, next week, whatever the case may be. They're willing to wait. They're willing to pay that price because you structured it. You put your foot down. Is it, would you say, is it easy for, not saying this happened to you before, but would you say it's easy for like, you know, your clients to take advantage of your time, to take advantage of your service? Like it's very easy. I'm sure once those relationships- happen to me all the time. It, right, it was very easy for it. They become spoiled. So mm -hmm. they become like spoiled, your spoiled children. And they would be upset if sometimes if things didn't go their way or, you know, sometimes they would even play on, you know, your, your, uh, you just being nice. So they would play around, oh, I'm late because of this and that. And, you know, so it, I was like, nah, I, had, I definitely had changed it. And then once the pandemic hit and they were saying like 25% capacity, this, that, and I'm like, wow, like you can only have one person in your chair at a time. And I'm just like. Oh my, I was already doing this. So it won't even, I'm like, it just won't even affect me. But when, even when they said we could go back to doing hair, I tried it, but that's not what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Right. So let, let, let's kind of, I want to, I, yeah, I want to ask you, um, because I know, like, I know a little bit more about the Bad Academy. I know a little bit more on your backstory. We know about the book. So what are some things that we can look forward to? Okay, of course, it's February. So, and the next maybe three to five months or for the rest of the year, what are what are what are some things that we could look forward to coming from the Bad Academy, coming from your personal brand as well? Um, I'm having I'm gonna be having some retreats. So hopefully hopefully COVID doesn't get in the way of that and I can actually do them this year. Right. Because that was like my my one of my well, a couple of my plans last year had to do with retreats and more like in-person events so that's more you can see from my brand more ebooks more digital mm -hmm. courses more um actual live courses this is more things you can see from my brand but i'm definitely tapping more into events this year like you doing virtual you want to do like virtual events I wanna, or um i'm gonna do some virtual but I actually mm. want to do some in person. Okay. Like I want to do some in person. So we just have to see how COVID plays out with the in person ones. But virtual ones, they're they're definitely a thing that's going to happen this year because I just love. Let me tell you, your hobby. It's so. It's just so amazing. Like now when I go live, or like my clubhouse rooms, especially like when I'm on live on Instagram. I was just about to ask you about that. <laughs> Especially when I'm on live on Instagram, everybody is really engaging with me. And they be like, I be waiting. And I love, um, an email goes out and a text message goes out before I go live, like early in the day. And then a text goes right and an email goes right to them right when I'm on live. Like, hey, I'm on live. Some automation. And I love when I see them get on there and be like, oh, it was a text message for me. Or like they just say stuff like, oh, I got my reminder text. I'm here. And I just I just love like, wow. And they, they engage. They talk. They We giving each other advice. It's not even just me talking. They be having their own conversations in the comments, everything. So it's just like 
yeah, I gotta, I gotta put my events. I, you, you know, you know, you know what's really interesting, and it's like this is how I, this is how I know, like, and the, like Jasmine's a whole walking gem. Like, if anyone didn't catch that, it, it, what you do is this. Can you just like, can you just tell us that again? Like, you literally just order, you automate it, right? You automate your emails, Autom your SMS. I out. automate. Listen, I oh, and I tell people all this all the time, and I people always say, I don't. How do I get people to get on my lives? How do I get people to come? Tell them you're there. They, if they don't know you're there and they don't know why you're there, it's it's less likely for them to show up. Mm -hmm. So I tell people all the time, you know, for me building my platform and getting on live, I, I started with just emails. I said, all right, let me just start sending out the emails before I go live. And I seen that that was working. And once I got into text marketing, I said, okay, so now we're sending out and I always send out two that day, two emails and two text reminders, <clears throat> excuse me, because I, I let them know what I'm going to be talking about that day. And then the one, the email that comes and the text that comes, they both say like, I'm live, pull up, because that's just how I talk. So, and they come on there. So if you're looking to really get more engagement on your lives and your clubhouse, let them know you're there. Let them know you're going to be there. I like how you I, I like how you did that. Like you like you you look you low key just like you low key just threw that in. Like yeah, I, I you know, I sent this email out, I sent this SMS out, they get the notification, they jump in. And I, I like yeah, how I you have this accountability system. I yeah. the links. It's no way that it the, no. it makes it super easy for them. All they gotta do is whether they're in an email, click the Jasmine link, Instagram open up or the SMS, hit the link, boom, they on the live. I'm gonna call you Jasmine the Gem because that was a whole gem. But it's like, like I always say, if you're not building a list, you're not building a business. And you have, I'm pretty sure you have like some type of CRM or something like that where you keep everyone like structured and you make your marketing aspect so much easier for yourself. But it's interesting that someone in the beauty industry, and this is why I'm saying like, when you have this, oh, my niche is this mindset, that's your mental imprisonment. Notice that someone in the beauty industry just dropped a whole gem in terms of marketing and like don't let that go over your head But you really let the, like literally that's how you did it. And I think that's dope. But um, I Like you know, that that's uncharted waters. I'm pretty sure not everyone's doing that. They're forgetting about the aspect of marketing Can you talk about the importance of? Marketing because you talked about structure in your business. We get that can we talk about how do you structure your marketing? Because that was a piece of it, but how do you go about structuring your marketing? Three parts. Your pre-launch, your launch, and the conclusion. The pre-launch gets them hype. You let them know what's coming up, what's going on. The launch, you hit them over the head. I like to, when it comes to, this is how I got into marketing. I started with my promo videos and I would just drop a promo video. I didn't know what I was doing. I would just drop the promo video with no full real marketing knowledge behind it and it would just be like a sale or something so then i started like because everybody be like your your promo videos look like movies so i was like okay well we're giving them movies and we're giving them something to watch we're going to give them a preview so my hair promo videos will always have a preview after that so they will see what's coming just like the movies would do you it's coming an email it's coming on your timeline um it wasn't coming in text yet because I wasn't in text marketing yet. Then once I launched it, you was getting the email letting you know it launched. 
and you probably would get like two more emails after that. Then the conclusion would just be like, hey, I know the sale's over, but look, you can grab this for this. And it'd be like a smaller discount or something just to get people who didn't buy from you a chance to buy from you. So that's how I do the marketing, breaking it down into three parts. You notice how you said that with so much confidence? You was like, nah, Avi, hold on. One, two, three. And it's like, <laughs> but it's so, no, like, I, I I love how you have that structure. Like, it's literally like those bullet points. Like, you found what works for you and you stick with it. You, like, sometimes what happens in life is we find what works and we go against the grain. Like, you, you found what works for you. You stayed away from what doesn't work. And I'm sure what doesn't work taught you what does work. So it's like even failure is a blessing. So can you touch on, uh, we definitely want to dive into failure. Can you just share like, you know, your experience with failure? Cause I'm sure like there has been some bumps in the road. There's been turbulence here in business, but how have you been able to respond to failure and, and what's your definition of failure? Um, Give me a referral and I will sponsor your business in an ad segment just like this. Visit stclairspeaks.com and learn more about the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast proposal. It's that time with my gift for gabability. So opportunities come to those who hustle. So if you're not hustling, and you're not creating the opportunities for yourself, you're never going to be successful. You got to do the groundwork and the groundwork starts with you. I don't you only fail me personally I believe you only fail when you quit when you don't try and when you stop trying that's failure now I didn't took some losses that were not necessarily losses to me but lessons I learned from them so um also the year of 2015 um like after V got killed that's what my book is about it was like my life to like a downward spiral. Um, it was almost like people hated me. It was it was crazy. I wasn't making a lot of money in my business. It it just started getting extremely crazy. And I literally had to choose between keeping my salon and keeping my first apartment. So I gave up my first apartment to keep my business. That was like one of my lessons that I had to learn with um, being an entrepreneur, like sometimes you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And it's not always going to make sense right away, but I knew between having that first apartment and having my salon, I'm like, the salon makes the money. Whether it's slow right now or not, I got to keep it. I got to keep going. So that that was like one of the very first lessons and probably one of the hardest. And what I also liked about that lesson was it taught me now I'm not afraid of losing material things at all. It's like, okay, I done, I done been through something, you know, way worse than this. So I definitely know that I can make it out of it. That was like one of my first lessons. Damn, that's dope. I mean, look, I mean, you know, it's all about how you respond to adversity and failure, right? So, you know, you, you have this community, you know, you have this brand, you know, you have this experience, you have this story, you know, you wrote the book, 
but your book did very, very well. Very, very well. And that's, an, and that's another thing. Like when I invited you on this podcast, number one, it's Black Excellence Month. So again, shout outs to all the you know successful black owned businesses that's out there across the world. But what help what, what also makes you, you know, you stick out is you have your mark, it's like you, you have so much hidden gems. Like y- you would think it's amazing. We would think our calling is one thing, but our calling and purpose is something completely different. I'm not telling you what your purpose and your calling is, but what also pokes to me is how you marketed your book. Your book did really well on sales as well, by the way. And I heard your story and how you mentioned that and how it all went organically and your community with the Bad Academy and everyone that supports you pretty much just backed up. Can you touch on that as well? Yes. Let me tell y'all what's so crazy. I literally, I naturally, and this is something um, V's mom had told me that I really didn't pay attention to about myself. She was like, you are naturally born to market. You do think you market things and don't even realize it. And it took me a long time to realize that like I've been having, and um, Misha, she also told me this before too. She was like, everything you need, like it's already in you. Like you are naturally born to do this stuff. Like you've been branding yourself for years. You've been marketing for years. Like she was just like, I need you to be more confident in it. So it was so crazy. People were coming to me like, I see what you did with the book. And I'm like, what I did with the book, like how you marketed it. And I really had to go back and was like, well, damn, Jasmine, you really, you did a hell of a storytelling. Like you, you really marketed this book. And yeah, within the first month of me writing that book, I made $10,000 first month. So I honestly believe that I market better than I do hair. And like I would say, I would say it goes like pretty much just hand in hand, right? You're just you know just marketing and structuring your business and just how you do that. Um, I mean, if you don't market your business, who knows about it, right? So there's the word to mouth, which is it like the word to mouth still has that organic, uh, powerful force as it does now. But content creation, right? Clubhouse. Um, these social media, these apps, uh, social media in a whole has that powerhouse to, 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 to get people to tap into your brand, to get people to support and connect with you, especially Clubhouse. Um, now we talk about marketing. Let's talk about Clubhouse because we could end off this podcast episode right now and I could continue to, we could continue to have this conversation on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> and we could, and we could have like mad random people just jump in out of nowhere. But that's how powerful and dope this app is. This app is so dope. You know, I see, I get a notification because I have my notifications on with some people where anytime that you want to host a room and say, okay, Jasmine has a room posted on Monday and you have set and scheduled Thursday and so forth and so forth. I can stay in contact. I want, I'm following up with you. So what are some, like, what are, what are you doing on Clubhouse now? It's because your marketing is so dope and you got to forgive me because I looked at, first off, I'm a student. I I study success. I study people. I study people. And you had this Canva design, right? Where it's like, it's your uh, clubhouse profile on your phone. Then you have this like, I'm like, yo, I'm in the, I'm the marketing guy. And I see (laughs) how you doing it. I'm like, okay. Like, but that's, but what I'm talking about is like you, you, when you say you over deliver, right? 
if we go back an hour into this interview, you talked about over delivery. You don't only over deliver to the people that you service. You marketing aspect and how you market yourself and your brand. Can you touch on that? Yeah, I, this is this is literally what we were talking about in a um a clubhouse room last night. Um, the the girl was like, you have you have to serve and um. Because I was saying, like, I don't have, unlike a lot of coaches, I don't have a lot of free um, resources. I have one. Right? As of right now, I have one, and I'm adding one more. And she was like, but you have to serve. And I had to tell her, like, it was three people in the room that have known me for years, like, sat in my chair to, like, doing business with me now and literally referred me to people now along with one of my students. And I was like, listen, you, I can tell you now. Ask these three. I'm gonna let them talk for I'm gonna let them talk a little bit for me first to let you know why I don't have to. I said, You're saying serve. I said, baby, I've been serving for 10, 11 years. And I said, I give value all day, every day on any platform, whether it's Facebook, my Facebook group, Instagram, um, Twitter, live, anything. I said, I'm always giving value. That's all I do. I said, so for me, when people want to work with me, I've already, I, I give so many free gems away already. It's no need for me to do a guy when you could watch one of my live and catch so many different gems. Now you have options. You can, down, you can download the one free guide I have. You can download an ebook, which is cheaper. Or you can, um, you know, you can book a one-on-one -on -one with me, which is the most expensive. I said, or you could join the academy, which is a little, what's a little bit cheaper than um, working with me one-on-one. -on -one. So I had to tell her, like, I serve all, everything, any content I post, it serves in some way, shape, or form, whether it's business, whether it's personal, because I'm also about personal development too, because I know what it feels like to be a woman and be torn down and lose your confidence and everything. So a lot of my content is post is um, geared towards helping women be more confident and feel more confident in themselves. So I do, I do make sure all my content is always valuable and I pivot, especially with Instagram. Getting into them reels, lives and reels is the gems for real. And they're the money makers. How do you like, all right. So, you know, we, you know, we talked about, you know, we talked about the business. We talked about the brand. Um, you know, I, I do have this question for you. It's going to lead me into another question, but how do you unplug? How do you reset? So what does your unplug day look like, right? Um, what does that look like for you? My unplug is um, content on automation and I'm taking like, I love sleep. I love naps. That is my total recharge for me. And like my relax, I actually like to rest. I'll, I'll take a seven, eight hour nap and be okay right. with me not doing anything for the day. Like I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. So that's how I recharge. I'm not in a rush. Mm. Like for me, I know this is such a microwavable generation, but no, nah, I rest mm. when I need to. I definitely rest when I need to. All right. I wanted I wanted to ask and I forgot to I should have asked this one before. Is there gonna be another book on the way? Yes, this I can tell you that um there is going to be three books. There's the next book is the two part book, and then there's the prequel. 
So. So the two. So no, 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 no come on, hey, don't be stingy with it. Come on, hey, you got, hey, you gonna have to, get, you gonna have to get the audience what they want. Okay. So you want to mention? So you, there's a the two part book from the, so to be continued from the first one. Yep. Because everybody right. after they read the book, it's so funny. Some people they'll email me, they'll DM me like, I read this book twice. Like, what happens next? Like, mm. some people have even asked me like. Well, can you do like a fictional part and like he doesn't die? And I was like, I can't do that. I can only tell y'all the, I'm going to tell y'all the story what happens afterwards. But they really want to know like, so what? Like, what happened to you after that? So, 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 so tell us. So, is there like a set? Or do you have like a set release for part two? What does is it a little bit more chapters? Is it unhidden chapters? What's the title like? What's the release yeah, looking this, like? This, this, um, the next one. It's called, um, because the book is called 30 Years of Love in 30 mm. Days. The next book is After 30 Days of Love. And then I'm going to talk about what happens after. But it's a two-part book because I literally go into five years of what happened. Mm. I'm breaking it down into two parts. But I'm thinking that I'm going to release the part one first. And then I'm going to do the prequel and then bring you back for the final part of that. And nice. the, pre- the prequel is three years of hell before 30 days of love. So. Nah. Ah, I wonder, I, you, you almost try to leave us with that sign. Nah, don't leave us with no cliffhanger. <laughs> <We're not, laughs> you ain't going to do us like that. Nah. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's dope. Um, So you didn't, I like, forgive me if I'm wrong, because I remember you mentioning this, because I don't need to do anything like that for my book. Did you get a chance to do a book signing? No, because of COVID. I literally did like a virtual book club. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't done like an actual book signing. And I don't, which is crazy. I've, I've, I sign every book though. Like I, I, every book that went to somebody has a personalized message, um, a bookmark, and it has, I've autographed them all with a message. And this is actually... This is one of the bookmarks that's in the book. Nice. So that's one of one of my books. Oh, yep. One of my books is over here, and this is what the book the book looks like. That's dope. Yeah. So this is our um. I got someone to illustrate our picture and put it on the cover. And inside, um, so it was something his mom asked me to do, and I I was already thinking about it. She was like, uh. What? I'm just I, I'm I'm over here like that no because I'm making this face I'm like yo how come I don't got a I don't got a copy nah we gonna we gonna have to talk about that look I can send you one I don't nah I, yo this is my first time asking too so I didn't mean to put you on the spot but I definitely don't have a copy. <laughs> I'm gonna need a copy send me a signed copy of that I'm gonna definitely send you uh, my contact for that because I need a copy of that yeah I definitely will send you one um his mom was like are you gonna add pictures and I'm like yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna add pictures. Um, I have so many pictures of me and him. I had to tell everybody like the pictures that you see on social media and even like the voice messages. And I said, and even the um the video I did, I released the pre-orders on his birthday. I released the actual book on his death day. His birthday was May the ninth. His death day was May thirty first. So. Yeah, so I that's how I did it, and I added 
I tell him, they was like, you got more pictures than that. I was like, yes. It's, I said, and even the pictures after me putting pictures in the book on mm-hmm. social media, I still have other pictures outside of that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, for 30 days, y'all took a lot of pictures. I said, we have a, a lot, of, a lot of pictures. So, um, in the back of the book, it's a right. dedication with one of his pictures, and which is his mom's favorite picture of him. I, did, I used that one. And then on the other side, it's like a collage. So, um, people can see. Like okay, this is the date they were talking about. Like you would, you can visualize. You'll be right. able to see. Cause she was like, um, <laughs> she was like, you know how true to the game. You always wonder what Cordy look like. Like I want people to know, like, like what he look like. You talk about what he look like, but we want to see him. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely putting pictures of him in a book. So it's like that's it's just it's just dope to to. I didn't even know you was doing a part two. Telling it's a good thing I asked, but I like it's it. This became, do you see this becoming like a book series or it's like just um, like, what, what do you see? How do you, or are you just letting it just flow organically and just letting you take just the book, take you wherever it takes you? Um, I'm just really letting it flow organically. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm not, I feel like with this book, I've actually let people more into my personal world right. and not my business world. So um, even for, like with the Valentine's Day coming up and what I have planned for it, um, business-wise, my book is incorporate, incorporated too. Like I already started off with um, my live I did the, the other day. I was like, dust settles, I don't. Like get on live with mm. you why I don't settle. And I just talked about not only that relationship, but other ones that I've had. And I'm like, this is why I can't settle for just anything. And, you know, things uh-huh. like that. So I, and I definitely want so many girls after they read this book, they're like, if I don't ever find love, I'm cool because a guy got to treat me like that. Like they have to show up like how he showed up. And I said, now y'all see why I'm single right now because I, I was like, I'm not comparing anybody to him, but it's a standard. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of things that I'm not going for. And I just wanted every woman to know you don't have to settle for half effort or 25 percent effort when there's somebody that i show you that you're really special that's dope that's really dope and god so, read my book and said um this changed my perspective on dating like i need to be a better man and i was like i need that in writing in a video <laughs> like, <laughs> I, need that I was like oh wow like it was just eye-opening even married people are reading my book taking like advice from it because one day I just asked like you know if you have 30 years of love and 30 days in the comments tell me a lesson you learned and married people even comment and like mm-hmm. what they learned so I was like wow this book is going deeper than I thought it was going to go uh-huh. it usually does man you, you you know you'd be surprised the power of your story right you know a story is very influential um yeah I mean it's incredible so how can you know how can someone um so tell us where can where can people follow your story? Where can people continue? Where can people get more of, you know, Jasmine Bad the brand? Where can where can people pretty much just continue on from here? Oh, they can find me on Instagram at Jasmine Bad, which is J A S M I N B A D D. You can um, and from Jasmine Bad, you'll see the pages of Bags with Bands. Bad Academy because I keep them all in my bio, which makes it super easy for people to find my other um, entities and other businesses. 
Um, jasminebad.com, which is J-A-S-M-I-N-B-A-D-D.com. This is where people can continue to follow me and follow the story and come hang out with me and my baddies in our Facebook group as well, which is Baddies with Bands, B-A-D-D-I-E-S, with W-I-T-H, Bands, B-A-N-D-S. So... You know, before before I kind of like some like kind of like cut this out and sum it down a little bit, um, it's crazy because you know as you know we talked about Clubhouse because that's really how we met, and with the connection and how people can connect with you if they're on if they're on Clubhouse now, what is what is your Clubhouse handle? Oh, I almost forgot about Clubhouse, Jasmine. Got to make sure you put that in there. J A S M I N B A D D. I'm actually yeah. going from later on. Yeah. So are your rooms, it's a good thing, you, it's a really good thing you mentioned that. Are your rooms, do you have like a set schedule where people could like kind of look forward to on Clubhouse if they're kind of new and navigating? Um, I'm they- working on a set, set schedule for um Clubhouse. Okay. But I, I just set my schedule for Instagram, so I'm working on a um, set schedule for Clubhouse. I'm trying to get on this. I'm trying to get on the schedule too. You know, it's so crazy. I'm at a point where it's like I'm detoxing from, I would say from Instagram, but like I just deleted the apps just, uh, just for maybe for this weekend. I'm just trying to get, I don't know, just more like structured. I'm like, okay, what app is really bringing me the most value? Clubhouse is up there, right? LinkedIn is up there. Instagram is there for sure. But uh, sometimes we definitely need that reset. I haven't really tapped into my LinkedIn yet. So that's, that's something I like. Nah, oh, oh, you gotta get with me on that. Remember, we talked def- about that. Yeah, we talked I about that. I definitely have to get with you on that because I actually have something for you. Since you jumped on my podcast today, um, I have a LinkedIn ebook that I just wrote that I just released, and I'm just gonna, I'm actually gonna send that to you. Take a look at that because there's a lot of gems in this LinkedIn ebook, and it's gonna be dope for you know your brand and what you're doing now, and you just like, you really just continue out. Um, it's dope. So I want to leave with just like I want to ask like just one more question before we kind of close out. Yeah. I want to know what is your why, right? What 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 drives you? What's gonna drive you for the rest of the year? How are you gonna close out 2021 the way you came in here, power stepping, right? So <laughs> what is your why, Jazz? Like we need to know, like what is your why? What's gonna help you? What what drives you to elevate what you do and take this to the next level? My why is because I always want to be the woman I wish I had when I started my entrepreneur journey. That is my why. So I always make sure I show up for the little black and brown girls from the hood that want to escape. They want more. They they want to build a business. They want to impact women, but they feel like I'm just a little girl from the ghetto. Like, can I really do this? That's I just want people to see that I've come from the same. I came from West Baltimore in the city, in the hood, and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do and following my purpose, and it can be done. So that is my why. 
That is dope. That is her why. And this is why you need to tune into the St. Clair Speak Show podcast because we have dope people just like Jasmine Bad Taka. All right. Jasmine is in, <laughs> Jasmine is literally like it's crazy because Jasmine, like the, the, the friendship connection came so organically. And because of Clubhouse, this app has changed the way we connect the way we get to hear influential stories. Notice Jasmine, someone that's in the beauty industry, right? And she's dropping all these gems on marketing, all these goodies. Notice if you, if you want to hear what she was dropping, all these gems, just go back and just go look at the playback, listen to the playback because you know, it speaks volume to what she's doing. She's in uncharted waters now. She's tapping into the unknown. She's impacting and influencing lives. I'm listening to testimonials throughout, you know, my experience on Clubhouse, hearing what other women are saying about what she's doing and how she's doing things. And you you guys know me at this at this point. Like I'm always studying successful people. I study success, right? So iron sharpens iron. So I see what she's doing and you know I give you all the flowers. We need we need a lot more women like you, Jazz, for real. Like we need a lot more women Look, I, like you. I'm I'm working on them. Look. <laughs> yeah. No, you're doing it. I tell the baddies all the time, like, y'all, you got to show up. And even just on my lives, I'm telling them, like, you got to show up. You don't know who's mm-hmm. waiting for you to show up. You got to use your voice. Come from behind. People are like, what if I don't want to be the face of my brand? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Because mm-hmm. in this day and age, you got to be the face of your brand. Like, If not you, then who? Right. Who knows? Who knows your story and your business better than you? Nobody. That's that. That's that. I mean, look, I, I couldn't I couldn't say it any better. And and this is why I definitely wanted you on. But um in all respect, oh yes, please, uh Jasmine, if you haven't already, I believe you did mention this. Um let us know where we could find your brand, your business, your website, your book as well. Where can we get where can we get a copy of your book? You can get a my book is actually an ebook and paperback form. You can get it from jasminebed.com www.jasminbadd.com. Oh, thank you. All right, so that, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on my signed copy. I'm gonna wait. Are you asking me? I'm about to say, make sure you. Um, oh no! Ah, uh, no, nah, nah, I'm. Oh, I'm gonna hit you. Best yeah, believe. I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need my book. So I can send I'm, you I'm low key. It's crazy because I'm low key building the connection. My um, my last two guests, they both sent me copies of their books. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to be Thanos out here. I'm collecting everyone's books. If you're an author and you're jumping on my podcast, it's only right that I get a copy of your book and I read your story. I get that signed copy and I just like refer it out to people. But in closing, guys, I want to thank Jasmine again for jumping on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. I want to thank you guys for streaming this episode, tuning in, sitting in with us on this Super Bowl Sunday. Um, again, like always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the Sinclair Speaks Your Podcast, now streaming on Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Breaker, now streaming live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Twitter. Yes, and Twitter. Jasmine dropped so much gems on how to stream live more efficiently that I'm actually going to apply it to my personal brain and my podcast. And I'm going to start sending out email blasts and SMS blasts to let you know when we will be streaming live episodes just like this one. Like always, like I always say, guys, it's that time. I'll see you in the next one. I'm out.